you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Well, hello there. I am Oliver Banks, and I'm delighted that you're tuning in to the Retail Transformation Show. This one is episode 62, and it's coming out right at the end of 2019. So the dawn of a new decade, the 2020s. It's exciting to think about what's going to be happening over the next 10 years for sure. You know, we've seen so much change in the retail industry over the past 10 years. And I'm feeling optimistic about retail over the next few years. Of course, the tough times are going to continue on, but there are going to be some huge opportunities and some really exciting shifts that I think for us as consumers are only going to be a good thing, as well as us as a collective human race. So whilst that future is bright and optimistic, I do unfortunately think, like I mentioned, there are going to be some tough times in the short term future. You know, I'm predicting some pretty poor results from Christmas for a number of retailers, unfortunately. I just didn't see that trading happening. I thought some of the propositions from some retailers were lacking. They were poor. And I think other consumers felt that as well. So I think we're going to see some really tough results coming through uh, January, February timeframe, which, you know, doesn't doesn't make me happy at all. Quite the opposite, in fact. And that's going to tighten the screw for a number of retailers. You know, so I, I think transformation will continue to remain a super hot topic going into 2020 and in fact the 2020s. Arguably, it's going to be more important than ever before, critical to the survival of certain retail brands. It's going to be essential to be able to keep things going, keep the wheels on the bus, but also, of course, shifting and tuning up the engine so that it can keep pace with the fast-moving world of retail. And I think we're going to be talking a lot more, certainly on this show, I can tell you, talking a lot more about the importance of delivery. So not just having an idea, but really delivering on that idea. And I've got some exciting things in the pipeline, which I'm very keen to tell you about, but I can't quite tell you yet. So remember to subscribe and tune in if you are keen on making sure that you and your company can actually deliver on the changes rather than just talk about them, rather than just think about it, actually make it happen. And if that's a challenge, then I do suggest you reach out and make contact right now. You can drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And it would be great to talk about that and how we could, how we could work together and help you out. So in today's episode, I wanted to dive into some of the key themes that I think we're going to be looking at and talking a lot more about as an industry over the next 12 months. I've got six broad themes that I want to be sharing with you today. And I've got a few other thoughts which don't really fit in any particular category. So we'll touch on them at the end. But I think they're going to be big things that we're going to be seeing a lot more of this year. And I should point out that if you want to continue to stay in touch with what is going on in the world of retail, and more specifically retail transformation, you know, what are the new ideas? What are the latest insights? 
then I urge you to sign up for my retail transformation briefings. These are free weekly emails that come straight into your inbox and it's going to give you the news headlines from the world of retail transformation. It's going to highlight the latest innovations from across the world and it's going to give you access to interesting and useful insight that you can put straight into practice. So you can find out more and sign up over at obandco.uk slash briefing. That's obandco.uk slash briefing. But also to help you stay very much in touch, I do also encourage you to look at attending Retail Week Live in London. It's on the 25th and 26th of March 2020. And I'm a proud media partner for Retail Week Live. It's great to be able to support this event. This is a real coming together of all of the top people in retail, particularly in the UK scene, you know, with some super high profile speakers, the big key topics on the agenda, and of course, plenty of networking with just amazing people. I'm going to be there and I hope that I can see you there as well. So if you are interested, and as you are listening to the Retail Transformation Show, thank you very much, of course, I'm delighted to let you in on a sneaky little discount. I can give you 15% off, no strings attached. All you need to do is just use the code RTS15 on the checkout page. I don't take any part of those tickets, so if you'd like that discount, you're welcome to it. If you don't want to use it, fine, that's fine by me. So that discount code again, RTS15, RTS for Retail Transformation Show, of course. And if you are interested in finding out more, then you should head over to live.retail-week.com. See the agenda, see who's speaking, see who's going, and of course, buy those tickets with the discount code. On to the six key themes, the key trends to look out for in 2020. And the first is absolutely something we're very familiar with. And it's a theme of cost saving, which has fallen off the the bandwagon, in my opinion, over the past few years. It's not been quite so prominent, but I think cost saving is going to be back front and center in 2020. And the reason for this is partially going to be from some of those poor results coming through. But also it's a reflection of that profitability squeeze that we've seen happening over the past few years. Arguably, prices have come down, footfall's gone down, competition's gone up, and costs have at best stayed static or arguably gone up as well. So I think we're going to see a number of retailers take on some big cost-saving challenges. That's both elements like process efficiencies through Lean Six Sigma or through enabling new technologies that either allow workforce reduction or actually optimizing processes, you know, getting reduced waste, getting better availability, etc. But I do think that manageable cost line is going to get squeezed to help improve profitability or protect profitability. But like I say, it's not just about squeezing the labor or the hours, but also waste. I think returns, particularly online returns, that's going to be something which retailers will really squeeze tight on in 2020 and of course other operational costs as well sort of goods and services that are not for actual sale so that's the first of the key trends to look out for in 2020 and of course absolutely this one 
is definitely going to be underpinned by that massive conversation all about delivery. You can't just have the idea and then not deliver it. It has to come to realisation. You can't just talk about paper cost savings that are never actually realised. If the money isn't saved, it's frankly not been done. So when it comes to cost saving, delivery and execution and implementation and real realisation, real realisation, note what I did there, you must absolutely be right on the game. It's going to be so important. We do not have the time or the luxury to be patting ourselves on the back with some arguably fake cost savings anymore. So on to the second big trend. And we've started to see this one coming out a lot in kind of the second half of 2019, I'd say. And that is the theme of sustainability. We've been talking about this for a few years now in particular, but it's really gathering pace. And I think we're going to see that pace continue and and we'll see more and more changes coming through that have a very sustainable mindset. It's not just about plastic reduction, although that is a huge part of it. You know, we've seen large companies, for example, Tesco, committing to saving huge amounts of plastic or actually stopping using huge amounts of plastic. So we'll see more of that. And as companies like Tesco that have made a commitment, we'll see that packaging be dialed down in stores and in our shopping baskets. And I think obviously there'll be a key focus on reducing particular types of plastic, whether it's dark plastic or whatever. I'm no plastic recycling expert, but I do know that this is going to be a big focus. And I do know that there will also be more developments in how plastic is recycled as well. So that's going to continue to be a big theme. We couldn't talk about sustainability without, of course, mentioning fashion and fast fashion, of course, in particular. However, my prediction for 2020, certainly as a year, is not particularly favourable when it comes to fast fashion sustainability. I think we're going to be doing a lot of talking, but I don't think we're going to see a huge amount of change. Now, I hope I'm wrong on this one. And if you are a fast fashion retailer and you think I am, I'd love to hear what you're doing to help really drive that sustainable future for fashion. I think personally, there are some big cultural changes which need to play a part before that fast fashion scene can move on to a more sustainable future. So that's why I think we're going to be talking about it, but not seeing any real action. Interested to know what you think on this one and all of these uh, trends and themes for 2020 as well, of course. I also think we'll start to talk more about gadget sustainability as well, or recycling old mobile phones, old laptops, televisions, and so on. Too many of us, I think, have got old gadgets lying around in drawers or cupboards, whatever. And actually, that has to change. We have to start thinking about all of these gadgets, in particular, that are using some really very rare metals that I think we could do a slightly better job as, as a retail industry. And, you know, goodness gracious, we've got a lot of gear in our, uh, in our, in our businesses as well, of course. So I think we'll start to think a bit more about how that sort of electrical equipment, that waste electrical equipment comes back into play and how it can be recycled and how we as the retail industry can act as that conduit to help flow of materials. Plus, I think there's going to be a big focus on reducing e-commerce packaging. That feels like a time bomb waiting to go off. The amount of cardboard used, 
the amount of plastic film used, particularly in clothing. I know it serves a purpose, but it feels like if you were to tot all of that up, it's a huge amount. You know, the amount of single-use plastics that can't really be recycled, and certainly a lot of it goes in the bin. So I think we'll start to see that being squeezed a little bit as well. The next big trend, again, we've seen it this year, 2019, and we're going to see a lot more of it in 2020, and that is the whole vegan movement, linked very closely to sustainability, of course. But we've seen so many companies really investing in vegan product development or ranges or capabilities. So I think we'll see that come through a lot more. You know, McDonald's, we had a few months ago, we had them announcing that they were trialing vegan burgers in Canada. And there have been a whole load of other news stories around sort of new vegan products, as I say. So I think in 2020, we're going to see those vegan alternatives really begin to step up. I think we'll see them fighting for prime shelf space in supermarkets alongside their equivalent meat products. Meanwhile, in restaurants, we'll start to see vegan alternatives to the main menu. So not just here's a, a small little vegetarian section like it has historically been, but actually we're going to see options. So would you like this dish with meat or would you like it meat free? Some real choice in restaurants if you want to go down that vegan route. The other element that I think we'll see when it comes to the vegan movement is actually we'll see a rapid increase in demand which is going to cause some big strains on the whole supply side. So I think we'll see some price increases, most likely, to help limit the demand. We'll start to see farms increase that are focusing on growing the produce that gives the raw materials for the meat-free products. We'll then see more factories that are focused on creating these meat-free recipes and products as well. And then it's a question of flowing that through into the existing network, into the existing supply chain. Of course, range will increase for supermarkets that are carrying, you know, a certain number of SKUs for meat. And then actually, we're now adding in a certain number of SKUs for meat-free alternatives as well. So that will add in a different layer of complexity. But it's not just about vegan food either. Vegan clothing is going to come increasingly prominent and vegan cosmetics as well. I wonder what other vegan-style products we'll start to see coming through as well, where meat is being used, and we have no idea that is part of the process. <laughs> so the next trend is something that we've certainly spoken about several times on the Retail Transformation Show, and that is all around purpose. That's right, Oliver's banging on about purpose once again. Having a clear purpose, a clear mission, a clear reason for existing means that customers can connect and really build up some love, frankly, for your retail brand. So I think we'll continue to see retailers that do have that clear purpose, that do have a clear mission, succeed. But at the very same time, those that are too bland, you know, really risk falling by the wayside. We've seen a lot of brands, manufacturers, go to the D2C route direct-to-consumer, opening up their own brand stores, trading heavily on e-commerce, and even starting to come out of major marketplaces. I'm thinking about the example of Nike coming out of Amazon. I think we'll start to see a bit more of that in 2020. And so the big question for retailers is, 
why should a brand be stocked with you? Why should they want to be associated with your retail brand when, you know, frankly, they could go out there and find consumers themselves? Many will be looking to Nike to see what they're going to do. It's been part of their strategy to reduce the number of retailers that they're working with. It allows them to keep a bigger piece of the pie, plus also own the relationship with the consumer rather than letting the retailer own that relationship. So I think purpose here is going to be hugely important for retailers that are not manufacturers of their own products. And if you don't have that, if you can't really easily, clearly describe that purpose, then I suggest you grab a blank sheet of paper and you start picking up the phone to a few of the key people in the business and you need to work out what that is right now. From a literal perspective, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see more marketing money being spent promoting out corporate values, corporate purposes, you know, similar to how we see the Christmas ads come out, really embedding a feeling in consumer mindset rather than just here's our stuff, want to buy it. So purpose is our fourth trend to look out for in 2020. Trend number five is looking at how the stores are going to change, physical stores I'm talking about. So if you think that purpose is going to drive how physical stores work, which absolutely should, and I think given the advancements in e-commerce and actually having a store that is just full of stuff to buy is not a decent strategy anymore, I think what we'll start to see is stores being used more as showrooms where actually the store associates are really focused on helping customers work out what's best for them. And I think we'll also start to see more in-store services being offered as well, both free that are attracting people into the store as well as paid premium services. You know, already we're starting to see more of this in some of the flagship stores, whether it's, you know, trainer cleaning services or whether it's a cinema. The latter is from Selfridges, of course, who have just opened up an in-store cinema. So I think we'll start to see these in-store services increase. And the reason for that is it just can't really be done online. <laughs> you can't have your trainers cleaned online. Sure, someone could come and collect it and bring it back to you, but it's not as quick and as convenient as going into store. Online can't offer that cinema experience for sure. They can offer a streamed film, but it doesn't have that, you know, that je ne sais quoi, if you know what I mean, right? New services that we'll start to see are going to be things like clothing repairs that, again, lend itself back to that sustainability piece. I think we'll start to see even meal prep, where actually you're getting a series of different ingredients and you're getting someone to prepare them up for you. We'll also start to see more about smart home setup, where actually it's an integration of various gadgets and technologies from a consumer perspective, this is allow people to really get into that smart home piece without a lot of the hassle of wiring it all up, integrating the different things, setting it all up, giving some use cases as well. So I think we'll start to see services like that become more commonplace as well. And certainly in a conversation that I've got coming up for you in the next couple of months, I know that we're going to dive into how this looks in a certain sector. So you get a few tasters. So do remember to hit subscribe so you can tune back in for that one. It's going to be a blast of a conversation. I know it. So I think we'll see stores begin to evolve to fit that purpose, not just being a massive supply of stock, 
but also offering more in-store services. And then the sixth trend that we must look out for in 2020 is that of social media, which of course is not new. But what is going to be new is that social shopping is going to really increase, I think. At the moment, we've got tools like Instagram, like Facebook, which of course retailers play on, and there's a lot of pay to play. But generally, the call to action is to drive people to a website, you know, click shop now, right? Something like that. The difference that I think we'll start to see this year is that shop now is going to be more instant shopping. Instagram have been testing and trialing this with a limited number of retailers that means you can check out literally from within Instagram, for example. So I think we'll start to see more of that. But also, I'd like you to cast your mind back to episode 42 and 43 when I was talking to Polly Barnfield from Maybe. And Polly was highlighting the opportunity that retailers have on the social channels to start pulling people or encouraging people into physical stores. And I think this is going to be something absolutely that we start to see once you've got that purpose coming through, once you've got the in-store services coming through, then there's something to shout about. There's a real reason to encourage people on social media into stores. And that will begin to be the real integration of all the different channels. So those have been the six key themes that I think we'll start to see a lot more of. You can begin to see already, they're actually quite integrated with each other as well. So those six key themes Number one was around cost saving. Number two was about sustainability. Number three was the whole vegan movement. Number four was about having that clear purpose. Number five was about the evolution of the store and in particular, in-store services. And number six was about social media shopping, both instant shopping as well as driving people into stores. Now, I did mention there were a few other thoughts as well. But before I get to those, I just wanted to remind you, you can sign up for the retail transformation briefings over at obandco.uk slash briefing. And don't forget to check out the Retail Week live tickets with that discount code RTS15. And hey, if you are interested in today's show notes, then you can pick all of those up at obandco.uk slash 62. So what were the other key thoughts? Well, I've got four key thoughts to share with you. Firstly, Amazon Healthcare. We've started to see Amazon dabble in the world of healthcare a little bit this year. Therefore, I'm predicting that we'll start to see a big new service offering that we've not seen from Amazon before in that marketplace. It's going to be quite revolutionary, whether it's around prescriptions whether it's around medical help on demand, I'm just not sure. That will be a tightly guarded secret, I'm sure, until it's time to release. So look out for something around Amazon and healthcare. Also, keeping with the Amazon theme, look out as well for a large Go-style supermarket, which they've been rumoured to be working on. When it's going to come out, I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's going to be sort of Q1 2020, but let's see. The third little item on my other thoughts was around the whole partnership and collaboration element, which was start to see more and more companies partnering together. We saw Next and Amazon this year, for example, partnering together. I think we'll see more of that coming through. Where there is a non-competitive edge, 
between two companies or a marginal competitive edge at best, we'll start to see them collaborating, cooperating, sharing customers, not necessarily customer data, of course, there are rules about that, of course, but, you know, encouraging customers to shop with another retailer. And then the fourth one, which is going to be a bit of a big one, I think, and that's an increasing market for second-hand goods. Now, I think there are some big cultural barriers around second-hand goods, in my opinion. I think there are a number of people that would be hesitant to go there. I think, you know, charity shops is a good example, right? There are some people that they won't admit it, but they would turn their nose up at shopping in a charity shop for second-hand clothing, for example. But I think we will see, with that sustainability theme as well, we'll see an increased market. And that, unfortunately, is also going to decrease demand for, obviously, new clothing. But it's better overall for our society, right? And I think there is a place for retailers to still get involved in that secondhand clothing trade. It doesn't have to be just the classic charity shops. You know, companies like ThreadUp in the States are doing a great example of this already. So it'd be great to see how, for example, a department store could bring a similar service or even maybe through a partnership, right? So those are some of my other thoughts. You can get all of my thoughts, predictions and trend themes from the show notes page over at obandco.uk slash 62. And I very much look forward to hearing what your thoughts are on this one, whether it's on social, whether it's on my email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. It would be great to hear from you and great to hear what your thoughts, what your predictions are going to be for the year or even the decade ahead. Happy New Year. And I'm looking forward to joining you on another episode coming at you very, very soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.